a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. And thank you for listening to Story Connect, the podcast. This is your host today, Stephen Smith, and we are very excited to be coming to you live from the TVPPA Customer Experience Conference in Franklin, Tennessee. I have as my guest here today, Mitch Kane. And Mitch, tell us a little bit about uh, where you are, who you work with, and what your role is there. Thank you, Stephen. It's great to be here with you today. I have the opportunity to serve a rural co-op, Appalachian Electric Cooperative in Northeast Tennessee, uh, electric cooperative of about 48,000 members, and um, I work in member services and communications. Excellent. And uh, Mitch was on a panel yesterday talking about the fiber word, uh, getting into uh, t- talking about electric cooperatives, getting into the fiber business, into the broadband business. And you have an important milestone coming up in about a couple of weeks, right? November the 18th will be our first live member uh, for broadband, TV, and phone. That's exciting. And, and does that person know who they are yet? They don't. <laughs> but, but there is this, uh, they do, they do. We've, uh, we've uh, made out notifications out to our members in those particular areas and uh, have been engaged with them. And so these are folks that have signed up. The service orders are going to be released starting November 18th. That's exciting. So Appalachian Electric Cooperative, is a broadband provider. But let's go back in time a few years and talk about how we got here. I know that um, you mentioned yesterday, and I'll get you to tell this story, about how some local communities were looking for uh, broadband services, but the electric cooperatives weren't able to get into that business according to Tennessee state law. So to talk us through that process. Sure. We, we go back to about 2016, I guess. And now, three of our smaller towns uh, in the service area that we have, uh, they were they, they actually all came together and went to a municipal, uh, our neighboring municipal, and said, "You provide these services any way you can can help us." And uh, so that sparked a conversation between the municipal, the co-op, and those communities, and uh, and that's really where we started, uh, you know, the conversation. Um, at that point in time, according to Tennessee state law electric cooperatives were not allowed to be into uh, the broadband business and so we were prohibited from that Um, but that really started our homework we began to do that we did a feasibility study we started engaging and listening to the membership and um, and meeting with key partners and we overwhelmingly uh, began to understand that for economic development for education for health care for home business and commercial business uh, even the grandparents that wanted to FaceTime with their grandkids, uh, you know, this became a high priority. Uh, one thing you mentioned yesterday was that you were surprised at the number of home-based businesses you had in your service here. You know, really, uh, re- we really were. Uh, you think of the, uh, uh, you know, the brick-and-mortar buildings up and down your, your roads and in your industrial parks, but the more we have gotten involved, I am amazed at the folks that are working out of the home uh, and high-speed internet is critical to that business. I mean, it is their front door to the world. So in 2017, the, the, the act passed, the Broadband Act in Tennessee, allowing electric cooperatives to get into the business. 
and uh, I guess that's when things started to, to ramp up at Appalachia. Well, they really did. Uh, the Tennessee legislature uh, passed the broadband law, and, and Governor uh, Haslam at the time signed that. And so that did open the door and gave us the opportunity not only to get into the business, but to start applying for grants and other resources available to help us get to where we wanted to be. So uh, that was a key moment. Now, the uh, you mentioned yesterday something about your board being uh, very conservative. They like to measure and manage. I think that categorizes a lot of boards of directors of uh, electric cooperatives. Well, you know, you hope it does, because these are the men and women that are, that are elected by their neighbors uh, to make sure that they manage the resources. And when you come in with a project like broadband and you're looking at multi-million dollars over a period of time, uh, quite, honest with you, quite honestly, this was the largest investment that we've made since the 1940s we became a co-op. So uh, a big deal. Um, we had to have our homework. We had to know what was the best uh, option for us and how we could, you know, provide this service in the, in the most economical way. And I give a lot of credit to our board. They, uh, they did not get in a hurry. And uh, we, we've learned several things. We've learned not to get in a hurry. And I talked to you yesterday about the do-it-yourself. We, we have smart folks, and we probably could have done a standalone. But I'm, I'm so thankful we didn't. We didn't rush it. And we, we were open to folks that knew what they were doing, and that combination was really successful for us. Well, I believe you said that at the 2018 annual meeting in September of that year is when you made the commitment, you made the announcement, we are going to do this. But it was another year before you announced the partnership, right? It, it really was. Uh, we, we, we felt strong enough that this was what we needed to do. So in 2018, we made the commitment, and uh, we spent the next year working on you know, the financial package to that and how we wanted to go about. We were looking for a partner. Uh, for us, we decided ultimately to be uh, the owners of the fiber backbone. So the cooperative itself owns the fiber, puts it on the pole, manages it, and drops the service to the home. And we went after a partner that would provide those retail services. So they meet us on the side of the home and go inside to provide those services. And, and uh, that was a labor and wanted to... Uh, uh, get in a position where we could get the fiber strung, we could get the partner uh, and the equipment ready, and uh, and this past September we were able to say, folks, it's here. Uh, you, you touch on something I'd like to spend a moment on. You said it's important for you to uh, to own the network. You're you're building the actual fiber itself as a backbone. There are reasons besides providing broadband service on a retail basis that an electric distributor needs that fiber. Talk a little bit about that. Well, sure, even, even if you go back uh, into 2015, 2016, and before, um, we, we were stringing fiber from substation to substation, and that gave us the ability to operate equipment uh, to really manage the operations of the cooperative uh, more uh, accurately and, uh, and help improve our reliability. Uh, so that's the number one number one goal. We're an electric utility. That's what we do. And so we leveraged that. But then we realized, you know, this fiber optic cable has um, has some, some spare room here. And so that's uh, this how this is a win-win. So you've, uh, you've alluded to the partnership uh, a couple of times there. Let's go ahead and dive into that. Um, you were talking about yesterday the importance of finding a partner that really understood that end of the business and uh, tell me about how you came to select that company who you selected tell us a little bit about them 
almost like any business uh, project or journey, we, we, we did the RFP and, 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 and asked for some, you know, some proposals back and studied those. Uh, we had several that we reviewed. We narrowed that down and, and ultimately made a decision. And what we went with, um, there were three telephone cooperatives in Middle, Middle East Tennessee uh, that had joined together uh, to provide. They were already providing these services in many locations in Tennessee. And, and they got us. They were a co-op. They had the same business model, the same philosophies. They had a proven track record. And they were willing to come alongside of us and, and just invest with us and, and build and grow. And so we're very proud to uh, have Trilight as a partner with us. And so uh, that co-brand is, uh, is who we are now, and uh, it's, it's proving to be uh, very fruitful. What kind of response have you had from membership so far? Our membership is elated, and like any of us, and myself included, you know, we, we wanted the service yesterday, and uh, and it is a process, and we've tried to help folks understand. Our board made a commitment to build out to every member of the cooperative, and again, that's about 48,000 homes and businesses, so that's going to take a few years to get that accomplished, and you have to start somewhere, but we're working diligently day by day, and I, I think folks understand that and they appreciate it. Of course, the number one question is, you know, when will it be available where I live? Uh, but overall, they've been pleased with their co-op and they're excited that we're moving uh, in a direction to provide them uh, ultimately the, the new utility that they need, which is fiber services. Now, you made three points yesterday that I thought really, really bears repeating here. Uh, you said get a partner, get a plan, get a purpose. Uh, unpack that a little bit for us. I think, uh, you know, in, in the scope of the thing, we, we had to know who we were. I told you earlier, we're, we're an electric utility, so why go in this direction? And the why as a cooperative uh, is because we're owned by the people we serve. And so when they come and they overwhelmingly say, we need your help, uh, then, then there's your purpose. Your purpose is always uh, to have concern for your community and to respond to those that you serve. And so that was that was our purpose. Uh, we did spend a, a quite a bit of time with the plan, again, a little over three years putting this thing together, but we had to do it right. We, we, couldn't, we couldn't make mistakes along the line, and, and uh, so we wanted to be very comfortable with where we were going and the plan that we had uh, so that we could be effective. And so all of those things roll in together to, to ultimately provide service, and that's what we're after. Well, speaking of service, there are, uh, you have decades of experience taking care of the electricity needs. Those electric cooperatives who are listening to this program who are thinking of getting into the broadband business, uh, one thing that's going to be different for them that you mentioned yesterday was now you're trying to sell something. Absolutely. Uh, just by the structure of the business, um, the electric utility has a service area and you're a provider, you don't have a lot of competition, whether you're an electric cooperative or even a municipal, uh, you serve a certain area. And of course, all of us in the co-op family, we try to take great pride in that. You wanna, you wanna do that in, in, in the very best possible way. The fiber services is a different world. It's now a competitive world, and it's a sales market, something that you know our, our member service representatives have, have not really known. And although we have a partner who's going to be doing those retail services, it's a tremendous challenge to train your cooperative employees just with the basics so we can answer questions and so we can share the vision 
and so that we could help folks with the basics uh, as we then learn how to transition that over in a warm fashion to somebody that's going to take an order, hook up a service, and provide a, a product. So someone is listening to this program and they've just completed their feasibility study, let's say. Uh, they find what they expected to find, a lot of demand. What are they going to learn between today and when they're about ready to uh, turn on their first customer? Uh, it, it, it is a journey. I, I would say, uh, uh, you know, pay attention to your feasibility study. Uh, it's going to tell you, you know, what's expected out of you and what the need is in your community. Uh, you're going to go through the financial process probably more than once, and you're going to shake the numbers and shake the numbers, and you're going to come to what your take rate needs to be and what your goals are, and uh, and that's something that you're going to build into the to the model and to the plan. Um, there'll be opportunities. You, you'll have to decide how, how where are you going to start, and and you know are you going to use a model like Crowd Fiber that's available, or are you going to go a different route? And all of those are key questions as you as you begin to launch. But one of the things that I think is very critical to, to us and to anyone uh, that's going through this is is the ability now to look at the grant side. Uh, when you go to the state of Tennessee or to an art grant or, or something that's available to you, um, that really is a game changer because they're looking at an un, unserved, underserved portion of your area that may not have been you know, at the high top because it's densely populated or because it's you know, at the edge of your system, and now all of a sudden you've got the immediate resources to tackle that community. So um, it's really uh, helpful in the overall process and in the immediate rollout. So uh, those are things you want to try to, to go after and, and be successful with. What I heard from you uh, on the presentation yesterday, and I keep hearing from you today, the numbers are important. That's a consideration. Uh, the feasibility. Uh, the the processes the the plans you're going to put in place, but it's really driven by the purpose that has been the mission of the cooperative since it was founded. It really is. You know, you've got those seven business principles of a cooperative, and as we mentioned earlier, um, it's you know it's to have concern for that community and and to do all that you can there in in all services, economic development, community development. Uh, added value and so all of those things are important and, and for a venture like this and there are different models some some utilities will will have a vote and some utilities will have different ways to, to do this for us we, we, we knew that fiber had to stand on its own we couldn't take retail electric rates and subsidize a new venture so uh, we, we you have to plan for that and realize that you're running not only an electric utility but a fiber utility and and those are uh, independent of one another financially and yet they consume and are the product that you provide to your community and so um, that's been a challenge but it's also been uh, a great joy to to be able to come alongside and, and know you're doing that Mitch you sound excited to be getting into something new well, we are excited. I, I think I told you yesterday, it's, it's, you're in awe of it, and then nothing happens for a couple of months, and then all of a sudden everything happens in a two-week span. And, and So it's got its ups and downs, but to be able to go live here in a couple of weeks, uh, I think we're all ready, and that's a community, uh, that's a co-op, and, and we're anxious to get up there. And I, um, We're in a testing phase, so we've got a couple of, of, uh, of services that are being in the, uh, tested. 
Uh, our offices went live last week, so we're testing, and we're learning how to use that as well. So uh, it's, a, it's a good day for AEC. That's exciting. Well, my guest has been uh, Mitch Kane with Appalachian Electric Cooperative. Thanks so much for sharing with us, Mitch. Thank you for this opportunity, and I wish everybody success. Great. And, uh, again, this is your host, Stephen Smith. You are listening to Story Connect, the podcast, coming to you live from the TVPPA Customer Experience Conference in Franklin, Tennessee. And until we meet again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.